Bum 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 bum. Hey, it's Matthew George. This thing is called digging into distancing, and it's a little offshoot of our regular digging into Deutsch podcast. Think of it as sort of a low fidelity. You can probably tell from that theme music, and much shorter version of what we normally do. Here's the deal: we're going to learn about what and how folks at Deutsch are doing during the current COVID nineteen crisis. We'll talk to them about what they're inspired by, what they're frustrated by, and the habits and behaviors they've incorporated into their lives to make it through each day. So let's just get into it. Let's see who we're talking with today. Hi, I'm Heather English. I'm a creative director, and I mainly work on the ABI brands, which include Budweiser, Bush Beer, and Michelob. I live in Brooklyn. I decided to stay. And I'm in a one-bedroom apartment with my husband. We do not have kids, nor do we have pets, although we really wished we had pets at this moment in time. Um, yeah. We're in a brownstone, which is good and bad. Like, we are lucky in that we are in the garden apartment, so we have access, easy access to the outside in a backyard. And we are the only people who, only people really who use our entrance. We're in a... I would say family-based neighborhood of Brooklyn. We're in Cobble Hill. My husband and I were actually pretty divided at first on what to do. I had been kind of freaking out about the virus since end of February, early March, and had started stockpiling like canned goods and things like that. And then it took him a little longer to get freaked out. And then where he went with it was we should leave town. Yeah. My concern was we would being able to afford to leave for so long, given what had already happened in China, knew that it would be more than two weeks or four yeah. weeks. And could we financially afford to rent out a place upstate for months? And then mm. also, do we want to? Like, I personally felt like that would be more anxiety or more stress. Um, whereas here, you know, we, we know what the neighborhood is. We know what's available we know how it works. Um, there's plenty of hospitals, even though the hospitals would, you know, probably get overrun. Uh-huh. I just felt, even though it is denser here and more people here, and the likelihood of getting it was higher. I felt safer staying where I knew. And do you still feel that sense of saferness, if you will, now that you did? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we also had the option, David has family within four hours of the city. So we had places we could go. But then I also felt like even early days, like we would be potentially endangering um, those groups. Thank God we love our apartment um, and like spending time in it. Yeah. Um, And kind of our like introverts by nature. We have tons of things in the apartment that are about spending time inside. Like, uh, we have tons of books. We both like to cook. We have lots of games. We have lots of puzzles already. So I don't think it was, you know, necessarily a large, massive, like, lifestyle or mental change for us that mm. we weren't comfortable taking on. Um, is there a particular thing that you have found most helpful to you during this period in terms of physical, mental, overall well-being, whatever? And And similarly, is there anything that's been like kind of really harmful? I mean, this sounds basic, but I feel like it's hard to do is trying, trying really hard to separate work from 
time off or uh-huh. I found that like working, I mean, working, even when things were normal, working the weekends always sucked, but now they suck so much more. Um, since you, where you work is where you relax too. So if, if you're sitting, you know, working all, all week at the same table doing work and then that bleeds into Saturday or Sunday, it's become way harder for me mentally to be Uh one, okay with that to do the work because I have so much don't want to do it because I just want a break. It's harder to take a break now, I guess. Do you find it's almost too easy to work because you can just sort of glide? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm the worst offender. I basically get up, I start coffee. And then while I'm making the coffee, I'm sitting down in front of at this table in front of my laptop, already responding to emails, Slack texts. So work starts at like seven 30 and goes to like seven 30. Yeah. It's funny for myself. I've had a, a relatively easy time with the work stuff and just getting stuff done. But I've had a harder time with all the other stuff, like taking a shower, stopping and saying, okay, I'm going to prepare the meal now. Oh yeah. I, yeah, that's, I'm having a hard time with that too. Like I, because I will just basically walk from my bed to my desk yeah. and start working. It'll be like one o'clock before I'm like, Oh, I need to brush my teeth. You know, cause it's just not part of the routine anymore. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself during this period that has surprised you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I work, I, I, I kind of feel like work maybe has, this sounds horrible, but like is plays too large of a role in my life or I'm too beholden to it or it's, it's too much of a priority. Like mm. now that like, you know, my husband and I are sharing the same space and working from the same space. If he asks me just even a short question about, I don't know what the mail or just anything. And I'm working like one, I can't entertain the question and two, get mad at the question that the question's even being asked. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really interesting because you think, and I've kind of felt this way with my wife. I felt like, Oh, this in a way, this will be a really nice time to spend more time together and communicate more, whatever. And it really hasn't been that way as much as I thought for kind of the same reason you're mentioning. Yeah. I guess it's, it's hard for me to, once I'm, I can't, it's hard for me to go in and out of work mode. Mm. I'm like all the way in or I'm all the way out, but the going in between constantly, I'm not very good at. I'd go at that. Yeah. Um, have you acquired any habits that you're particularly ashamed of? Oh, probably just total. I mean, I already did not prioritize like my appearance. If you ask anybody I work with, I do not spend a lot of time on hair and makeup or anything like that. But now that I don't even have to see anybody, you know, it's optional to even do the video or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a real, like, I just don't care. Half the yeah. time I'm working in what I slept in and when I brush my hair or brush my teeth is so random now. It's just what, in between phone calls when I remembered that I haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found yourself compulsively staring out the window at anything or anyone in particular? Um, I probably would if my work area was closer to a window. <laughs> you know, to the front of the apartment, like since we're garden apartment, 
I can only see people anyways from the waist down. And then, so I can't see the sky or anything. I have been bad about going outside. There was a whole week where I only went outside once, which I felt like that was pretty bad. You know? What did you think of yourself looking back at that week you didn't go out? Um, well, first I'm like, well, that's unhealthy. And then I could justify it by like, well, you're not supposed to go outside. <laughs> right. They're telling you not to go outside, even though like where I live, like I can go outside and have no problem staying six feet away from other people. So I basically think it's just like I'm incapable of shutting off work for some reason. I don't know if it's like a work ethic thing or a, or a stress thing or like, and then using the COVID warnings as a justification for that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not very healthy. The last question is just sort of a, a little bit of a projection exercise, you know, and imagine we're 20 years on from now and you're kind of, you know, you're telling somebody who didn't live through this time, you know, children, nieces, nephews, whoever, about this time in our history and that there was this virus that swept through the country. People had to be indoors. They couldn't really socialize with each other, social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. How, how do you think you'll remember this time? Um, craziness. Crazy that everybody in the U.S. is, for the most part, having to experience, is having the exact same reality. That doesn't happen very often. Mm. This is something everyone's having to deal with, whether they like it or not. And it doesn't matter what you do or where you live or how much money you have or don't have, you know, it's, it's affecting everyone's life in some way, which is kind of like a, in somewhat an equalizer. But as we know from all the articles and stuff, it is not affecting people equally. But then, I don't know, I feel like I'll look back and for me, it will, it'll translate into work because everything, I guess I put everything into work terms and my time during this time has been a lot of work. Whereas, you know, for a lot of people, it's about reconnecting with friends and family and um, spending more time. It's, it'll be more people focused and I want my, I would like mine to Mm. be more people focused, but right now I feel like it is just work centric. Mm. Well, hopefully as time goes on, it will be more people focused for you, you know, because that's, it's funny, that's one of the, and and I've been really busy, but I've also at night, I found myself, you know, later into the night talking with people, reconnecting with people. And that part honestly has been really nice. Right. I guess also for me, it's a little different in that I'm not on social media. So I prefer whatever contact I have with people to be in real life, which normally yep. is like actually seeing them. Like I, I also, I really dislike talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. So how I what prior to this would normally communicate with people is, is I'd make a point to see them or if they don't live here, lots of texting, emailing, and occasionally a phone call. But then it's such a, like, especially with zoom, it's like, this is the format and how I work. So now work is yet again, bleeding into personal life because I'm having, you know, I'm doing the same thing I do all day zooming, but now with people, but, but, but with friends now on the weekend. Right. So that starts to feel like work because it's the same format and it's got yes. the same human limitations, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Heather. Well, listen, I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. And, uh, you know, 
best of luck to you. It sounds, uh, I think we're all trying to figure out what the backside and hopefully the end of this looks like, but all working through it, certainly. For sure. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Heather. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Roger Bova for the logo design on the podcast tile. And additional thanks to Vonda Lepage and Daniela Morrison for all their help getting this up and running and out there into the world. We'll see you next time. A little audio asterisk here. The views presented in this podcast are those of the individuals recorded on the interview and not those of Deutsch Inc. So now you know that.